0: ask you if you will to turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Isaiah and we're going to read from the 40th chapter of the book of Isaiah we'll also be reading from the book of Hebrews in just a moment but we're going to begin with a few verses from the book of Isaiah and the 40th chapter verse 28 while you're turning there let me just say That we are so grateful to have everyone here this morning. God bless you in the name of the Lord. Let's give all of our guests a great big hand. God bless you. Amen. We're so delighted. Thank the Lord. And uh we're just honored that you are here. This is, of course, Fallback Sunday. I I trust everybody got the memo. It's a good thing. Either way, it's a win-win situation. You got a good seat if you didn't get the memo, so It's just a win-win situation. I mean, fallback Sunday, next to Easter Sunday and Christmas Sunday, fallback Sunday is just maybe the best Sunday of the whole year. And uh, we're just so thankful that you're here and grateful that you're in the presence of the Lord. And I want to say on behalf of myself and my wife and family how grateful we are to all of you. This Pastor Appreciation Month, October is designated pastor appreciation month and you all just went above and beyond with such kind words and and, and gifts and uh, you always make us feel so loved and uh, and appreciated and respected and I, I truly thank you for that. Uh, we feel honored to be able to be in Cincinnati. And to see what the Lord is doing in our congregation. I'm thankful for what the Lord is doing at First Apostolic Church in Cincinnati, Ohio. There are people whose lives are being healed by the power of God. And you are an integral part of that, each and every one of you. And we are thankful to you and give God the glory for what He has done and what He's doing. Amen. From the book of Isaiah chapter 40. In verse 28, the word of the Lord says this, Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary, there is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youths shall faint, and be weary and the young men shall utterly fail but they that wait upon the Lord hallelujah but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings as eagles they shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint hallelujah from the book of Hebrews and the 12th chapter from the book of Hebrews in the 12th chapter, beginning at the first verse. These words apply to what we have just read from the book of Isaiah. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1. Wherefore, seeing, we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us... Run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your minds hallelujah by the grace of god tonight and the anointing of the holy ghost i'd like to preach to you on the subject let us run hallelujah let us run look at your neighbor tell them say let's run hallelujah look at your other neighbor say let's run hallelujah glory to his name can we lift our voices and praise Lord, we love you and magnify your name. You alone are worthy of all praise and worship and adoration. We magnify you, God, and ask for your anointing upon the remainder of this service. Let the Spirit of the Lord move in this house. And through your word, God, do mighty works, we pray. In the name of Jesus, we ask these things that everybody said in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated. In the name of the Lord. One of the very challenging things for a child of God to do, of course, is to wait upon the Lord. We have read this amazing verse of Scripture that, that if you have been a student of the Scriptures for a while, then then it probably has ministered to you on more than one occasion. You might even have it hanging up in your house somewhere. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. He talks about the fact that he will actually increase the strength of those who are weak. He will actually lift up those who are fallen, those who are weary. And he gives us this this precious promise that if we wait on the Lord, we will mount up with wings as eagles, run and not be weary, walk and not faint. And yet, of course, it is a challenging prospect to wait on the Lord. How many know what it's like to wait on God? How many waiting on God right now? How many have been waiting on God for a long time? Hallelujah. There's sometimes you can pray and ask God to move in a particular situation and 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 you just you don't know if he's hearing you in that, in that moment. You don't know if he's if he is uh, what his plan is if you live for him long enough, you have learned he's got a plan. And it's a perfect plan. Now he, he is working this thing out after the counsel of his own will. And everything will be all right. Hallelujah. In, in the end, everything is going to be all right. As a matter of fact, he is moving some things around that perhaps you did not consider. And, and this is happening because of his perfect wisdom and His mighty power, and His great love wherewith He has loved you. And so there are, there are multiple uh, truths about God's nature that are in effect as you wait upon the Lord. And, uh, and God may not come when you want Him, but, but He's always right on time. You know, we look at what affects us, and we look at what we would like to see happen and and if we were god god forbid if we were god we would move this and we would move that and we would do this and we would do that but 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 god has all wisdom and he has the ability to look into a situation and know what thing would affect another thing that would affect another thing and he's not going to move this until this moves and 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 he knows what he's doing he's really good at being god but but he can only be he can only be instrumental in your life if you are allowing him to do so through faith and through trust if you're not trusting in the Lord then then you are trusting in something. There's something you're trusting. And, and most of the time it's your own will. It's Most of the time it's your own way of doing things. And the fact of the matter is that you only win when you trust in the Lord. You only win when you allow God to be God. And let Him do what He knows is best. So it involves frequent prayer where you're continually, routinely surrendering to God, where you're coming to Him and you're actually verbalizing with your mouth, Lord, I surrender all. I surrender my will to Your will. I mean, even Jesus did that in the Garden of Gethsemane. Not my will, but Thy will be done. So it is the routine practice of the believer. It is effectual to surrender one's will to God and it allows the Lord then to move on their behalf in His way and in His timing. And His ways are perfect. His ways are above our ways. His thoughts are above our thoughts. And so it is worth waiting upon the Lord. The Bible teaches us, even though it is tempting to get involved and to kind of do our own thing, the Bible teaches us over and over again To wait upon the Lord. How many have found that when you you go against what the word of the Lord says, you create trouble for yourself? Anybody found that out? Hallelujah. Amen. And you create problems that you you would rather do without. In fact, we can trace a lot of our problems back to when we stopped trusting God. Or when we stopped serving God, or when we stopped acknowledging God in all of our ways, we can trace all of our troubles back to that moment when we tried to do it our own way. So the scripture teaches us, wait on the Lord, wait on the Lord, wait on the Lord. Psalm 27 and 14, wait on the Lord, be strong and of good courage, wait, I say upon the Lord. The Scripture is replete with references to wait on God continually, without without reservation. I wait for the Lord. My soul does wait. In His Word, do I hope? Hallelujah! I I will watch expectantly for the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. It's this. It's this practice of every believer in the scriptures when they don't know what to do they just simply wait on the Lord and they continue to walk with him and they continue to live for him but just wait on him don't 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 make sudden changes without direction from God. Don't don't do things that are hasty without direction from God. Don't take things into your own hands and forcibly try to create peace in your own life. And if I could just get rid of that and cut them off and burn that bridge. No, no. Wait on the Lord and let God fight your battles. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Children of Israel found themselves in a predicament where they didn't know what to do. They were being chased by the Egyptians. They had the Red Sea in front of them. And this is one of the most notable uh, times in the scriptures where patience truly paid off, if you please. And, and they look to Moses for guidance. He was the one with the bright idea to leave Egypt. And, and so now they're looking to him for guidance. And Moses doesn't have anything for them. I don't know what to tell you. All I'm doing is what God told me to do. He said to tell Pharaoh, let my people go. We did that. It worked. We're out here. We know where we're going. Uh, but the, the un, unconceivably, the plan, the path, has a Red Sea in front of us. And so... So God will put things in your path that, that seem insurmountable so that you can realize he is God. Because you're going to need to know that the rest of your life. And you're going to need to tell your children and your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren. He is God. So don't resent the Red Sea that you're standing in front of right now. That you don't know how you're going to get across it or how you're going to overcome it. Because God is getting ready to show up on your behalf Hallelujah. And for the rest of your days, you're going to have a testimony that says, my God is real. Hallelujah. For I can feel him in my soul. So they looked at Moses and said, what should we do? And Moses said, we're going to stand still. And we're going to see the salvation of the Lord. That's what we're going to do. Should we surrender to Egypt? No, we're going to stand still. Should we jump in the water and drown? No, we're going to stand still. We're going to wait right here. Because I I don't know how he's going to do it, but I know he's going to do it. You know, I thank God hallelujah, for seasoned saints of the Lord who can say that. I don't know how he's going to do it, but I know he's going to do it. I know him well enough to know. He'll work things you can't imagine. He'll make a way where there seems to be no way. He'll do it. I said he'll do it. God will do it. It's worth waiting upon the Lord. (laughs) Hallelujah. And what precious promises to know that that, that when we wait upon the Lord, we can count on these things. We can count on the fact that he shall renew our strength. Hallelujah. If you, if you are trying to serve the Lord today, and you are, you are trying to serve the Lord. That's why you're in church this morning. So whether you've ever repented of your sins or not, you're still trying to serve the Lord. That's why you're here today. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, you should be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. You should receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's a promise from God unto you and to your children. It is a gift that comes directly from His Spirit. And it is for you. Hallelujah. From the heart of God to you, the Holy Ghost is His promise to you. But regardless, regardless of what you have or have not experienced in the Lord, you being here today is evidence you want to be closer to him. You want to draw nigh unto him. And, and, and so we receive this precious promise that if we'll wait on him, he will renew our strength. And we receive this precious promise that if we wait on him, we will mount up with wings as eagles. We know that if we wait on him, hallelujah, then we will run and not be weary. Folks, that is a miracle right there. Anybody ever been on a treadmill knows that's a miracle. (laughs) Glory to God. Run and not be weary. I need some of that right now. Hallelujah. Walk and not faint. It's a promise from God that if you wait on him, hallelujah. Come on, let others go ahead and and, and jump on into things they shouldn't jump on into. But you, wait on him. Hallelujah. You let others backslide into what God brought them out of. But you, wait on him. Don't get bitter. Wait on him. Don't get resentful. Wait on him. Don't become doubtful. Wait on him. He's teaching you something in the weight. The Bible says that it is in your patience that you will possess your souls. Somewhere inside that patience, you're going to possess your souls. Another place says to to know that the trial of your faith worketh patience. And patience has a perfect work to do in your life. And when patience is finished with its work, you shall be perfect. There's another miracle. Some folks think they're perfect, but patience will make you perfect. (laughs) Hallelujah. I'm not there yet, and neither are you. But praise God, if we'll wait on him, he'll take us where we need to go. And patience will have her perfect work that you and I may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. So there's this promise, wait on the Lord, and he shall renew your strength. You shall mount up with wings as eagles. You shall run and not be weary. You shall walk and not faint. And it is a, it is a sequence of things that the prophet is describing. He is saying that, that when you wait on the Lord, there's going to be a power to come upon you. That's going to give you the ability to do things you wouldn't be able to do on your own. Hallelujah. There's going to be a strength that comes from heaven. I I hear the word of the Lord say that after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. You shall receive power from on high. You're not going to receive power from some injection. You're not going to receive power from some artificial means. You're not going to receive power from some kind of an earthly source. But the power that I'm talking about is a power that comes from heaven. It's a power that comes from on high. And when you wait on the Lord, he shall renew your strength with that Holy Ghost power. Oh, bless his name. When you have labored and you're weary and when you have served and you're weary, when you have walked and you're weary, when you have tried and you've tried so much that you are fatigued, know that if you wait on him, he shall renew your strength. Hallelujah. And it starts with walking. You know, before you run, you, you, you got to walk. And, and it starts with walking. And so, so walking, of course, takes coordination. And it took us a little while. We didn't just, like, come out of our mother's womb, you know, trotting out, telling folks what to. We tried, but it didn't work. And, and so it took a little while for us. We, sometimes we crawled. We started pulling up. And, and, we, and, then, and then gradually we began to learn to walk. And then once we started walking, after several bumps and bruises and falling and, and messing up and tripping over everything, then, then we began to learn how to, how to pick our feet up and put one in front of another. And we started to, to run. And, and, and we've not quite gotten to that point of, of flying. Uh, but, but it is true that, that in order to fly, you have to find a particular speed, I said you have to find a particular speed. There has to be a runway enough that you can you can put all of your momentum into that. And, and of course, we see that in airplanes. Airplanes have to have to find a particular speed at which they can then put into motion the laws of aerodynamics, and, and it's amazing. They had to study the birds to figure it out, how to, how to make this work, how to make this happen. It's an amazing phenomenon that, that, that flight is even possible and that man was able to achieve that through his, through his study of nature. And, and so it's, it's really a remarkable thing, but it starts with walking. And uh, we see this in the Scriptures. We see in the Old Testament there was an emphasis placed upon walking. And the Bible describes what the Lord requires of us in the Old Testament, the book of Micah. Micah said, what doth the Lord require of thee, O man, but to do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with thy God. This is what the Lord required of them in the Old Testament. Walk with me. Walk with me. They, they, they really weren't capable of doing a whole lot of running for the Lord in the Old Testament because the Holy Ghost had not yet been poured out. That power had not come down from on high. Hallelujah, as we have it today. So they walked. In fact, the Bible even describes that, that they, they were walking by faith. They were walking by faith and they were feeling after those things that they could see afar off but, but that they, they didn't have at their immediate tangible touch. We see one man whose testimony was that he walked with God. The Bible says that Enoch walked with God and was not for God took him. His walk with God so pleased the Lord. The Bible says that he had this testimony that he pleased God. Hallelujah. And Enoch walked with God daily and apparently his walk with God was so thorough, so diligent that God decided I'm going to go ahead and translate him now because I don't want him to see death. And the Bible says he was translated that he should not see death. Enoch Never died. Enoch walked with God in the Old Testament. He walked with God until the day that he was translated. And and he's just with the Lord. We don't even understand the mysteries of all that. We just know that walking with God so pleased the Lord that he translated Enoch on the spot and took him. That's what he did. And so... Walking with God was very much a part of the Old Testament experience. They didn't understand everything, so it was a careful walk. They, they didn't understand why there was a brazen altar and uh, why there was a laver of water in the tabernacle plan. All of this seemed mysterious to them. I mean, it's mysterious to people today. What was the brazen altar and the laver of water? And We could talk about it, but that's not today's message. And 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 they would move into an inner court. And there were in the inner court a table of showbread and, and seven golden candlesticks and an altar of incense. And and beyond the veil was a holy, mysterious, holy place where the fire would fall from heaven. And, and God was teaching them, but it's not something that they readily understood with their minds. And so the high priests would walk carefully through the tabernacle. They had to walk so carefully that they they take a wrong step and they could lose their lives because they had to be so blemishless, so spotless. There was no room for any error in their physical person. They literally could not have a blemish on their body and be a priest in the tabernacle of the Old Testament. So they walked carefully before the Lord. They didn't understand what it was they were handling. They didn't understand what it was they were dealing with. At one point, the Bible describes the Ark of the Covenant which was this piece of furniture that signified the glory of the Lord. And it was upon the oxen's shoulder and while it was being transported by the oxen the scripture says the oxen shook the cart and a man by the name of Uzzah reached out his hand to steady the ark of God and and he didn't walk carefully enough and the scripture says that he fell down dead right there on the spot and it terrified David David thought I don't even know if I want this thing in my nation you would keep this at your house Obed-Edom And if you survive, then we might come get it. But this thing is scary and they were walking carefully. They they tread carefully because many times they walked in darkness feeling their way around the glory of the Lord. And the Bible promises us that if we will wait on the Lord, then we will walk and not faint. And he teaches us that if we'll wait on the Lord, we shall mount up with wings as an eagle. Hallelujah. And there is coming a day, ladies and gentlemen, where we will in fact Mount up with wings as an eagle. I want you to know that we will mount up with wings as an eagle. Hallelujah. My feet won't stay on the ground. I'm I'm not here for eternity. I am going to another place. God has prepared a place for me. I said God has prepared a place for me. It's a place where moth and rust cannot corrupt. It's a place where thieves cannot break through and steal. You want to know why I'm preaching today? I'm not preaching because there's nothing else to do in life. I'm preaching, ladies and gentlemen, because I want somebody to go there with me. I want somebody to go to that city. I want somebody to say, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Somebody's got to say, listen, this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. And I've got this promise that if I wait upon the Lord, that one day, one happy day, on that great getting up morning, when all the saints shall rise, when the roll is called up yonder, I'm going to be there. I I have a blessed hope, hallelujah, that I will mount up with wings as eagles. Folks, I don't don't understand all this, but he said we're going to mount up with wings. Now, now I don't know if he means that literally, but he could. Because God has wings. The Bible says, under his wings shall he hide me. He has feathers. Under his feathers shall you trust. Isaiah looked into the heavens and said, In the year King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. And there were seraphims in his presence. And they had six wings. The angels of the Lord had six wings, two to cover their face, two to cover their feet, and two they used to fly. Ezekiel looked up into the heavens and saw four wings on the angels of the Lord. Hallelujah. So they got wings. Angels have wings. God has wings. Maybe we're going to have some wings. I don't know. Somebody said every time a bell rings. I don't know. I don't think that's in the scriptures, but... Hallelujah! I don't know what in the world is going to happen but what I do know is that just a few more weary days and then I'm going to fly away to a land where joy shall never end I, I, I'm going to fly away come on I wonder if there's somebody who believes some glad morning when this life is all, I'm going to fly away To a home on God's celestial shore. I'm going to fly away. Hallelujah. I'll tell you what I do know. The apostle Paul said that there are different bodies. There are bodies of men. Bodies of beasts. Bodies of fish. And bodies of fowl. Some celestial bodies. Bodies terrestrial. Do you know where the fish come from, in creation, the fish come from the water. He spoke to the water and commanded the water to bring forth fish. You know where the fowl comes from? From the water. Who knew? He spoke to the water and the fowls came forth. Let me tell you something. When you're baptized in Jesus' name, this stuff that comes from the water... Hallelujah. Brother Waver, when I was baptized into the name of Jesus, I was baptized into the body of Christ. When when that last trumpet sounds, I'm not going to have this body you're looking at. I'm going to put on a new body. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment. In the twinkling of an eye, the dead in Christ shall rise. The dead shall be raised incorruptible. We shall be changed. 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 Because this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. Then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O oh, death, where is your sting? O oh, grave, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who hath given us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. wherefore my beloved brethren be steadfast unmovable always abounding in the work of the lord for as much as you know your labor is not in vain in the lord Hallelujah. so i don't know how it's going to happen but what i do know is that when that trumpet sounds, this body is going to change. Oh, hallelujah. I've been trying to dunk all my life. With very little success. And, and y'all pray for me because I still have hopes and dreams. Isn't that awful? I don't know if I'm going to have literal wings, figurative wings, spiritual wings, metaphorical wings but I will get up off this ground and nothing's gonna hold me down I said nothing's gonna and nothing's gonna hold you down come on if you wait on the Lord I said if you wait on the Lord nothing's gonna hold you down if you wait on the Lord nothing is gonna hold you down don't jump into that temptation. Wait on the Lord. Come on, don't get that cart in front of the horse. Wait on the Lord. Don't jump the gun. Wait on the Lord. Don't, don't, don't fulfill the lusts of your flesh. Wait on the Lord. Don't run after the lusts of your eyes. Wait on the Lord. Come on, somebody. Don't run greedily after the error of Balaam. Wait on the Lord. And he shall renew your strength. One day we we're going to fly. In the Old Testament they walked. But Paul said, we got to run. He said it's running time. Now, now, now folks, we still walk with God. You understand? We still walk with God. It's important that you have a walk with God. But we walk differently than they did in the Old Testament. This is what the Bible says about our walk. Hallelujah. We walk in the spirit. You know what else it says about our walk? We walk in the light. Woo! As he is in the light. Oh, hallelujah. See, I'm not walking like Aaron did, feeling after stuff in the inner court, hoping that I don't. Don't 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 do something wrong. Did something wrong, and now lightning is going to strike. No no no. See now I know what the brazen altar represents. It's not just some myriad mysterious piece of furniture in the tabernacle. It has been revealed. It has been enlightened. I walk in the light. This brazen altar represents repentance. So instead of going to a brazen altar and offering a sacrifice, I repent of my sins. Woo, all of a sudden my, I get a little pep in my step. I start walking a little stronger with more confidence I go to the laver of water now the high priest used to have to clean himself at the laver of water so carefully so very carefully to make sure that there was no blemish that there were no problems with the way he presented himself to God but I understand the laver of water because he is in the light he revealed to me what that water is These are those waters. And I was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. He cleansed me from all sin. He cleansed me from all unrighteousness. Walking a little faster now. Glory, walking a little faster now. (laughs) Used to be like this. But the more light that comes, the more understanding that comes, the more knowledge that comes, I'm able to walk a little more confidently. That's what that means. That's what this means. Now there's the showbread. Hallelujah. The priest had to be careful how he ate the showbread. I know now what the showbread is. This is my showbread. Eat it up. Come on, somebody. You need to eat this before you eat Chick fil A. You need to eat this. This is more important. This is more important than anything else you can put in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That, those golden candlesticks that light it up, that's the revelation of God. That altar of incense, that's my praise. walk around in uncertainty I can walk confidently knowing he is my light he is my salvation he paid the price let me remind somebody this morning Jesus paid it all hallelujah let me remind somebody he giveth more grace let me remind somebody, his grace is sufficient for you. Let me remind somebody, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it. I said the righteous runneth, the righteous runneth, the righteous runneth, the righteous runneth into it, and is safe. Hallelujah. You know what a you know what a you know what a, a, a run is. The definition of running, it's really kind of an interesting word because we view it differently as walking, but it's actually just walking at a brisk pace. The difference between running and walking is that when running, there will be moments, unlike walking, where both feet are off the ground. See, when I'm walking, like Enoch walked, when I'm walking, I'm taking one step at a time. And it's a beautiful thing to walk with God. And he walks with me and he talks with me. But I'm going to tell you, God is moving faster today than he's ever moved before. And if I'm going to walk with him, I'm going to have to keep up with him. And the more I understand about him, hallelujah, the more it picks up the pace of my step. And there are moments when neither one of my feet are on the ground. When I'm walking in the spirit, when I'm walking in the light as he is in the light. there are moments, there are prayer meetings, there are times of worship where neither one of my feet are on the ground. It's, it's 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 walking at a faster pace, and Paul said, "Run with patience." Hallelujah! The race that is set before us. Oh, hallelujah! Now you gotta understand, ladies and gentlemen. It's kind of like singing. The difference between singing and talking. What's the difference between singing and talking? You know what the difference is? More breath. Yeah. I'm just talking right now. But if I started singing, it's just talking with a little more breath. I don't know why I did that. But but that's all singing is. And you know what breath is? Breath is spirit. When he breathed into our nostrils, he breathed into our nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. You know what singing is? Singing is talking with more spirit. Hallelujah. You know what running is? Running is walking with more spirit. don't be distracted, it's time to run. I said, don't be distracted, it's time to run. Come on mother, come on father. It's ah. It's time to pick up your feet, both feet up off the ground and run on. Hallelujah. 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 I remember, I remember 1998, the Chicago Bulls were playing the Utah Jazz in the NBA Finals. Michael Jordan was coming to the very end of his career. In game five of that NBA Finals, Michael Jordan had a 102 degree fever. People were saying, he won't play, he can't play, he'll be sick, full of the flu. Unable to play, his former teammate from North Carolina, James Worthy, was interviewed. He said he'll play. He said, but he might get injured. You know, he could get exhausted, could become dehydrated. Oh, he'll play. So he did play. Scored 39 points, and they defeated the Utah Jazz. Took a lead series, three games to two. Went into Game Six. He was still suffering from the effects of the flu, and he was older than at any other time he had ever played basketball. He wasn't jumping from the free throw line quite like he did, but he was a smart player. So what he couldn't necessarily do physically, he used his, his, his knowledge of the game to supplement what he couldn't necessarily do physically. So he was still dominant on the basketball floor. And it went all the way down to the wire. And he was playing the Utah Jazz, the mailman and John Stockton. It was, just, it, was, it was Jordan and Pippen versus Karl Malone and John Stockton. It was a battle for the ages. I was sitting in an Applebee's restaurant after a Sunday night service and there were folks talking to me about spiritual stuff. I was having a hard time. I was trying to position their heads in my view so I could just, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, that's right, uh-huh, yeah. Then they'd say something real serious, and I wouldn't catch it. they said, and then she passed away. Yes! Oh, no, yes, oh, yeah, no. No, no. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. It was a challenge, it was a challenge, but I remember... They called a timeout, and Michael Jordan went to the sideline. His coach, Phil Jackson, said, Michael, we can tell that you're having trouble with your legs. We can tell that you're struggling in this game. He only ended up with 28 points, which was low for him, even at that stage of his career. And he said, you're having trouble keeping your energy up. Do you think we can trust you with this last-second shot? And Jordan looked at him and said this, You know what? I'll be okay. I'm feeling my second win. <laughs> he did what he did. And he did what he does. He went this way. Brian Russell went that way. He came this way. Brian Russell followed him that way, his defender. And then he kind of went this way. And he might have pushed off just a little bit. That's still debatable. I don't know. But it didn't matter. He pulled back and, and shot the most beautiful jumper, put that ball in the basket won the game and won the nba championship for the sixth time in his career because he got a second win now i know there's some folks who have the wind but you've been tired and you've been wore out I know that when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled all the house where they were sitting. I know that. But you're tired and you're fatigued and you're wore out. I'm going to tell you, if you wait on the Lord, he'll give you a second wind. Give you a second win. And you'll walk and not faint. And you'll run and not be weary. And you man mount up with wings. <laughs> Hallelujah. Somebody needs that second win right now. I said, somebody needs that second win right now. Come on, lift up your hands unto the Lord in this house. (laughs) Hallelujah. Come on, it's running time. It's running time. It's not backsliding time. It's running time. It's not turning around time. It's pick up the pace time. Come on, now is our salvation. Nearer than when we believed. It's time to run on. It's time to run on. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. Woo. Yes, Holy Ghost. Yes, Holy Ghost. Yes, Holy Ghost. Yes, Holy Ghost. I want somebody that's been staggering, stumbling, challenged. Hallelujah. I want you right now just to lift up both hands and lift up your heart unto the Lord. Lift up your voice and say, breathe, Holy Ghost. Breathe, Holy Ghost. Breathe, Holy Ghost. Breathe, Holy Ghost. I need a brand new touch. I need a brand new touch. I need a brand new touch. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, that's it. There's a second wind coming. There's a Holy Ghost wind coming. Hallelujah. You've waited on the Lord. You've waited on the Lord. Wait on Him. He's going to renew your strength. You're going to mount up with wings as eagles. You're going to run and not be weary. You're going to walk and not faint. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Be not weary in well doing. For in due season, in due season, in due season, you shall reap. You shall reap. You shall reap. If you faint not, all across this building with uplifted hands, let's let the Holy Ghost move in this house. Hallelujah! Come on, that's it. This is the Holy Ghost moving. Come on, this is the Holy Ghost moving. I want somebody that needs a brand new touch. I want you to come right now. Come right now. Don't wait. Don't wait. You need a brand new touch. Hallelujah! You need a fresh touch of the Most High God in your life. Your family needs a revival. Come on, in the name of Jesus, Hallelujah! Come on, there's a second wind coming. He's going to give you strength to run and not be weary. Yes, yes. That's it, let the Lord renew your strength. Let the Lord renew your strength right now. In the name of Jesus, let the Lord renew your strength. Come on all across this building, let the Lord renew your strength. Come on, you've asked the Lord, God, I need a touch, He's gonna give it to you right now. He's gonna give it to you right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Like Feel the atmosphere. Yes, that's it. From front to back, from side to side. Let the Holy Ghost move. Let the Holy Ghost move. Oh